Sydney. Uh, hi. Who is this? It's your killer hosts. My name is Parker, your resident horror fanatic. And I'm Julianne, your A24 whore. And welcome to... What's Your Favorite Scary Movie is a horror film podcast where we're on a journey to find our favorite scary movie one at a time. Whether you hate them or love them, join us and discover yours. Spoilers ahead, so plan your movie screening every weekend before the episode release. (laughs) Hi. Surprise! Welcome to another episode of What's Your Favorite Scary Movie? Better Late Than Never edition. Uh, I'm here with the queen, the one and only, Julianne Hardesty. Hello, motherfuck. You remember me? (laughs) (laughs) You got out without laughing. (laughs) We. Uh, I... I'm sitting here wearing Julianne's face as a mask, and she's wearing mine on hers. It's very nice. Um, And we're ready to talk about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which came out a little bit ago, but we just, we couldn't stay away from it. Uh, It's been chaos trying to record something, and so you're welcome for being here. (laughs) (laughs) gracing you with our presence that's three weeks late um yeah it's a movie shot in bulgaria a texas chainsaw movie shot in bulgaria um we have thoughts but Mm. not quite as strong as thoughts as the internet's thoughts right i don't think we're we're that well that deep i have strong thoughts about the internet strong thoughts yes yes and then i have much less strong thoughts about the movie. (laughs) Uh, So I'm looking forward to diving in. Um, Are you having a good night, Julianne? I'm wearing your face. (laughs) I'm having a wonderful night. (laughs) Yes, unlike some people in this movie, we knew that you were coming and so we put our faces on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it came out what two weeks ago three weeks ago on netflix time is a flat circle yeah exactly it could have come out yesterday and it wouldn't matter um it was directed by david blue garcia whose only previous directing credit is on a film called tejano from 2018 a drug smuggling movie also set in texas someone has a thing And he's actually worked extensively as a cinematographer, not on this movie, but on previous movies. He had quite a few creds. Who who was supposed to direct this? Do we remember that story? Well, Fede was supposed to direct it. He was supposed to direct it. And so he, he wrote it. Well, no, Chris. Okay. never mind. Sorry. I cut that out. Spoiling the, (laughs) (laughs) you know, No, I think Fede Alvarez was originally supposed to direct it. Um, And then I don't know if it was passed directly to David Blue Garcia or if it went through a few people. But this movie was announced quite a long time ago. It's it's been a journey. Yeah, I feel like it was shot. I mean, God, a a while back and it didn't even get released till now. It's yeah, this is this has been a a hot mess train wreck for 
long yeah. time coming. Yeah, they sent out, uh, not sent out, but like they posted that initial poster that was kind of like the blurry leather yeah. face face and all the browns. The, the website was like all this creepy sounds. It, it seemed so cool. And then we had to wait like Netflix forgot about it. We forgot about it. <laughs> Even after the release date was announced, it was like nobody said a word until like a week before. (laughs) (laughs) And now I feel like Netflix is like, I feel like when it came out, they kind of pushed it a little bit and like it's on the homepage and it, but like, yeah, before it came out, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Um, But if you're wondering who wrote it, Chris Thomas Devlin, and this is his first feature writing credit but it looks like he'll be the writer on an upcoming horror called Cobweb starring Lizzie Kaplan. Hmm. So that sounds interesting. Um, And then Don't Breathe an Evil Dead 2013 faves Fede Alvarez and Roto Sayegues are also present with producer and story credits. Uh, And like we said, there was quite the, Quite the journey on that. Um, and also Kim Hankel, who was the writer of the original and producer on many of the entries in the franchise since, uh, is also a producer on this film. And the cast includes Elsie Fisher, who is Lila? Lila? Lila. Lila? Yeah. Um, Names in this movie are about as meaningful as time. Yeah. <laughs> Times are time is a flat circle, and so are these names. Uh, Elsie was in eighth grade. We all know her from eighth grade. Loved her in there. Yeah, has done voice work on Despicable Me and some animated Adams Family films. And some animated Adams Family films. <laughs> Tongue twister. <laughs> Sarah Yarkin as quote Melody Melanie. We know. I I, I don't know I, either. I'm <laughs> so pissed. Let me tell you, I'm actually mad about this <laughs> because I watched this movie the first time. I was like, her name's Melody. And right. then I watched it the second time. I was like, oh my God, no, I can't believe I got it wrong. The whole first movie, Elsie uh, Fisher is clearly saying Melanie. And then I was like, oh my God, you're so silly, Parker. And then I got on IMDb to write down these facts and it says Melody. So I just don't know what to believe anymore. It's Nothing makes sense. She was in Happy Death Day to You as well as... Parker has skipped out on American Horror Story Cult, I'd like to remind you. And she she is irritating in everything that she's in. Am I wrong? I really feel that way. She's she's too much. I just Uh. she's too much. (laughs) Alice Creek. Oh, is that who? She's Mrs. McSee. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's the first console. I didn't recognize her. Mrs. MC. What the hell is that? Okay, so we'll get into this further later, but in the original script, which I have a copy of, her name in there is Mrs. McCumber, I believe. So, yeah. And that, that there was more context to that whole thing, but okay. we'll get into that later. So. Well, cumber sounds like lumber. Ooh. Chainsaw. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. <laughs> and, and then I don't know how to pronounce you got her it. last name. Olwen Foray, Ferrere, we're not really sure, who plays Sally Hardesty. And as we all know, Sally Hardesty was originally played by Miss Marilyn Burns, who sadly died in 2014 in Texas. Parker likes to remind us. 
suspicious true and Olwen was in Mandy she plays one of the cult followers who she's awesome in that and the upcoming the Northmen which I didn't know that thank you Parker that information yes yes knowledge is my um mission (laughs) and lastly well most importantly I guess Mark Burnham plays Leatherface Leather Daddy (laughs) and He's, of course, originally played by Gunnar Hansen, who died in 2015, and he's been played in by mm-hmm. God knows how many other people for the last, like, 50 years, but not in Texas. Suspicious. <laughs> he's on the run. He's on the run. And then we have Jacob Lattimore as Dante, Nell Hudson as Ruth, Mo. I guess Mo, like, isn't Mo money more problems <laughs> done for? That's <laughs> Richter. And we also have John Larroquette returns as the narrator from the original movie. It's pretty cool to say. Pretty cool that he came back for that. And he sounds the same, but just like huskier, you know? In the summer of 1973, a few miles outside of Austin, Texas, five youths were attacked in a grisly and gruesome fashion by an unidentified madman. Yeah, it's interesting right now, uh, reviving movies with legacy performers is so yeah. popular. And yeah. so to have a movie like this where so many are not, um, available, you know, even Toby Hooper, the original director, uh, has passed away since. Uh, so, yeah, it's crazy or interesting to see how they they manage that and that they get little Easter eggs in where they can. Yeah, and there there was, there were many more easter eggs in the original script mm. of the of the of, from the first movie but we got what we got so anywho yeah julianne is a reader uh she sent me that script and i was like oh my god are you wanting to read something <laughs> so uh, read. Relax. Relax. <laughs> uh all right well if you're wondering what the texas chainsaw massacre is about because you haven't seen it and want to listen to a podcast about it you're crazy uh well it's about a gaggle of youth (laughs) who buy a town outside of austin texas to create a utopic society but when they cause trouble with the locals alice we're looking at you uh (laughs) they unleash the wrath of leatherface and of course what is a requel because we're using that term now, without the legacy characters. So as we mentioned, Final Girl Sally returns to confront the Saw. The Saw is the law. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Critic score is 32%. Ouch. Audience score is 29%. Super (laughs) ouch. Average letterbox rating 2.0. Critics' consensus, Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't skimp on the gore, that's for sure. Mm. But Leatherface may have irrevocably lost his ability to terrify. Ouch. And then mm. audience This says, is interesting. I've seen an audience says thing before on Rotten Tomatoes, but not always. What are the rules? Of, who writes that? I was I, like, what is this? That's a good question. I probably, probably people, it's the same as Rotten Tomatoes critics where it's like the hot, like the, um, what's the word like the the higher up critics who've been in it for a long time and kind of who who kind of submit a lot of reviews for the for the site i imagine there's probably some audience Mm. members who are like certified audience members quote unquote that like submit a lot of reviews and maybe that was what they 
yeah, guess I don't know. from it. Who knows? But audience says TCM is gory, but it isn't very scary. And it definitely doesn't help that the story hardly makes any sense. Well, that's <laughs> also uh, not uh, false. <laughs> sense, Parker. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, because I don't like to keep people waiting like this movie does, Uh, except I guess here we are releasing this episode weeks late. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe I am feeling uh, at one with Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Um, You know, it was a good time. I actually, the first time I watched it was like, "Mm, decent. That was fun. Some good kills, an actual massacre, like some interesting things going on visually, but uh, is it like a memorable movie? No. Is it something I enjoyed more on the second watch? No, if anything, I enjoyed it maybe a little less on the second watch. Uh, There were moments that I found thrilling and a bit chilling, Um, but I think that the movie kind of loses um, any sort of, trajectory or aim very quickly uh you can tell that there are certain scenes that whoever was making this movie originally had in mind was like I want to make a movie with that scene in it and then there was a movie made around that so (laughs) I uh I'm like so so on it what about you Julianne yeah same I definitely don't hate this movie as much as other people do I it's I for me I think we all have our franchises that we just want the simple things. We and for this one, I as a big TCM fan, I want Leatherface. I want a chainsaw. I want Leatherface to kill people with a chainsaw, and that's all I care about in mm. Texas. I really don't. I don't listen. One of my favorite sequels of this franchise is Next Generation, and the one before that, which is Leatherface. Those are not by any means good movies but I love them and they're simplistic and they're fun and they're just a bunch of redneck families going after kids and killing them for their meat whatever that's all that's all I want that's all I need and uh this lacked things for me but it also I thought like you said the gore was good the kills were good I think it's nihilistic much like Mm -hmm. the original one Mm -hmm. when you make a TCM movie I think it's good it's important to kind of especially a requel you have to kind of go back to like everyone is at their at their core meat and bones and we're all gonna die and we're all the same and doesn't matter how progressive you are like these little hippy dippy kids like from the original ones too hippy dippies who liked who came in there and barged in on their turf or if you're like them who are just like these simplistic you know uh, redneck people from Texas who just are not maybe uneducated or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. We're, we're all at our core, just meat and bones. And uh, I felt that way with this movie too. That's kind of, kind of all I needed. I yeah. think there are some things that are really mean and awesome about it. Really good scenes and sequences, like you said, in, 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 within an otherwise mediocre movie. And yeah. <clears throat> well, I want to start out on kind of a broad conversation that I'm anticipating you might have some strong opinions on. Um, Because I'm wondering, the one thing that I kept thinking about uh, the whole time I was watching this, and like you said, the internet discourse around this movie has been pretty intense. Like, people, like, really have gone after this movie for not living up to some glorious expectation that everyone had. expectations? What expectations? When you look at the rest of the franchise, what expectations? (laughs) I mean, after the original one... They're all kind of ridiculous. So what were you expecting? 
Yeah, I'm not quite sure on that in general. I mean, maybe it's just that the original is such, I don't know, I have thoughts, I have thoughts. But my question is like, what does it take to reboot a franchise these days? Like people, it seems like there's no way to win at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I have a few thoughts because I want to start out by repeating what I said earlier. I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. I think this is a fun movie. Um, and that's not what my problem is at all. I, when I go to a movie, I want to be entertained. That's, mm-hmm. that's objective number one. That doesn't mean it has to be a fun movie, but like, I want to be right. entertained. This movie, I was entertained. I enjoyed. It's quick. Love a short movie. Mm-hmm. into that um and i'll never the other thing is and i've said this on the podcast a lot of times is that i'll never say no to more of something that i like i don't have an issue with them announcing they're going to make another texas chainsaw another scream another halloween another hellraiser another child's play all these things if you're going to do it good and it's going to be good i'm not mad bring it on so those are kind of my two like um disclaimers um <clears throat> in this conversation. But my main thought is, did this movie really, really earn being a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie? And that is taking into account what you said that the fr- besides the first one and the second one, which is really good. Uh, besides- Really fun. Yeah. Besides those two movies, uh, like, I mean, these movies are not like highbrow intellectual outings, but I just, I think that we're at a point in culture and as a, as a movie watching society that we are open to something that treats us a little more intelligently and doesn't have to be uh, crazy and wild and Netflixy and and um there is so much uh thought and care given to fan service right now when you look at marvel and disney and star wars and all that shit and so i do think that i had an expectation that this movie would be a bit of a return to form to the first one where maybe it wasn't just a pick them off slasher, even though I think that's what the first one is, but that it would have some something of higher substance to it, something to say. And I just felt like watching this movie, there was nothing in it that it was like Leatherface needed to come back because that is a topic that that his voice, the voice of this franchise needed to be used for. And I feel like the movies we've gotten recently, like Halloween 2018 and Scream, I think have done a really, been really successful at identifying topics or issues, whether that's social, political, like it doesn't have to be those things, but some of them are, uh, that they were able to apply the vocabulary of the franchise to. And I just didn't, I didn't feel anything new being said here. I didn't feel anything substantial uh, that Leatherface and Sally needed to be present for. And so I just wonder, like, are we so IP crazed that like, I just got into kind of a doom spiral about that because I think this could have been just a, a, a an original horror movie with a new character and it would have been, per- I would have never thought a second thought about it. What do you think? I don't know. I'm rambling. Oh. 
my personal opinion is that they missed the window for this to be relevant because mm. back in 2020, I actually wrote something right before the election when I, when I said that for Room Work Magazine, I said that like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, could be, take, could take place right now. If you look at that family, the Sawyer family, they would, if you put them in a 2020 landscape, they would be Trumpers and they would be mm. rooting for some, someone who ha, does not have their best interests, but because they're ignorant and because they're blue collar, because they're not educated or what's whatever, you know, there's a whole conversation about that basically. Mm. And I said, like, it would be interesting to see the, them kind of follow suit because that's very much what the first one was. It was like these post-Vietnam more you know tired sick like just kind of just like fuck this these hippies are coming in our turf and this is our turf and then it's like get off our lawn kind of thing <laughs> and you you know these privileged kids are coming and it's like that and that pissed them off and mm-hmm. like that's what a 2020 movie could have been however now that not that things are different but i think we've come to a point of burnout where we're tired of everything being so in your face about this kind of stuff that I think had this movie come out maybe two years ago, it would have been a little bit more interesting. Now mm. it's a little bit kind of like, yeah, the cancel culture thing. It was funny. I I I didn't mind it. I thought it was it, it's <laughs> kind of more so it's kind of more so making fun of a lot of that stuff, which I thought was mm. cool because it was we're all kind of burned out with stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yet I think it didn't do it quite as well as it probably should have either where it was like, okay, this needed to exist. At this point, we're all kind of burned out with stuff like that. Again, I think if had this come out a couple of years ago, it would have made a bit more of a difference. Yeah, and the way that you just articulated that beautifully, I must add, um, is also that I feel like the, the script for this movie, what made it onto the screen, I feel like is not um, willing to explore the ideas that it's putting forward either. Um, because in some ways, the main characters, our, our crew of youngins, are the villains in some way. Mm-hmm. They do some nasty things that kind yeah. of, I mean, in the same way uh, as the first one where, you know, they barge in, they double down and barge in and kick someone out of their house in this one mm-hmm. and kind of go through, like you said, uh, weaponizing the culture of cancel culture and modern things against people who are not deserving of it. Right. Um, but the movie, I just feel like doesn't, doesn't really know what to do with something as meaty as that. And I yeah. especially felt that like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it's confusing to me that like here is a completely barren town that is literally just dust and a mechanic and an orphanage. Like, so I don't know. I felt like their the movie was so down on what they were trying to do, and was like, "Look at these dumbos coming in here trying to start something new." Um, when I was like, "Actually, I think that's kind of a cool idea." It's just weird then the way that it's twisted. I feel like to become something controversial when at first it was kind of interesting, um, and I have actually. Uh, talking about coming too late there's a movie from a year ago I think exactly that I think does everything that this movie tries to do just more successfully and that would be the 
uh, remake of Wrong Turn, Turn. uh, which I really actually enjoyed. And I think that it hits on kind of all the same themes of old versus modern politics, identities, sensibilities, all clashing. And what does the idea of a utopia really mean when everybody identifies differently and has a different idea of what that looks like? Yeah. Um, and so I feel like very different movies, but it's like, like you said, everything that this movie lays on the table for us, I feel like is a little tired and a little too well tread at this point. Um, and, and not to mention like just six months ago, we got Candyman that handles gentrification way more interestingly and mm-hmm. it, like way better than this does way more sensitively. Yeah, This one, it again, again, I want to reiterate this movie doesn't have to be no the significant like oh my god like that was so, like a think PC kind of movie that, that that's my whole point like it doesn't have to be that way but like you're saying if you're going to kind of just trickle in those things either you do or you don't and I think that maybe they kind of had a hard time and again they possibly could they took a lot of stuff out from the original script but like maybe they wanted to just address it because they feel like they have to at this point with these movies, but also not harp on it too much because they didn't want to be, they don't go down those roads. I don't know. I really don't have an answer to that, but like Fetty Alvarez allegedly dumbed it down. That's what, (laughs) that's what what I've been told. So. Yeah. yeah. I think that we have had countless movies at this point of mindless Leatherface picking up a saw and mowing people down. And so for me, it's less that I am mad that you have, you know, tarnished the name of Texas Chainsaw. No, it's not that for me. It's more that it's like, we've seen this. Why did you make this movie? If you were just going to do more of the same and, you know, make, make kind of a thoughtless attempt at being thoughtful, um, so that's all I'm saying is just, mm-hmm. I think that's what it takes to re to bring these things back. And if not make something new. And I know I get mad at people saying that online, like, why don't we get anything original? Mm-hmm. And then all people go see is the next Marvel yeah. movie, the, the next, the yeah. scream movie of which I support, but you know, where were those people when, you know, something original came out, those things you know, the numbers are what guide the studios and they talk. I mean, here's, here's the thing. In just two weeks from now, we're getting X directed by Ty West, his first feature in a long time. And Mm -hmm. that is, if anyone has seen a trailer, that is a very Texas Chainsaw feeling. Like they are in a, basically the same house. Basically (laughs) the same house. Yeah. Pretty much like a barn house. And they, you know, there's, there's a family that's kind of, you know, up their ass about stuff and things, I guess what we're, is going to, things are going to happen. It's a slasher, but like, if you want something original, support something like that too. Right. And it's like, yeah. but this, sadly we get so sucked into the, and don't get me wrong. I'm the same way. I, I, I was so excited for the new scream. I mm-hmm. was so excited for this. I, you know, it's like, these are things that we all love, yep. but sometimes, yeah, like you said, there is a point where it's like, is there a point to keep bringing these back? and does there have to be a point maybe there doesn't have to be I don't think there really necessarily has to be always but it's a it's just everyone has a different opinion on it and you can't really satisfy anybody so well and I think that something that it comes down to also is 
Uh, if this movie was just fun and silly and stupid, but it was like the most fun and silly and stupid movie to ever yeah. exist, people wouldn't be mad. But that it yeah. kind of does, uh, as dance icon Martha Graham says famously, the worst sin is mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And it's true. You either need to be the best movie in the world or the worst movie in the world. But if you're somewhere in the middle, it's like, eh. 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 Well... <clears throat> Let's get down to the bones a little bit. Um, and let's get a little more reviewy. I have a few things that I want to mention that I particularly appreciated about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have a few things that I did not appreciate. And then I have a few scenes that I think we should break down. So my first thing is that I think, as was presented to us many times in the trailer before this movie came out, there are quite a few beautiful moments uh of cinematography craft here moments where the framing and light design are quite pleasing and so the moment that we saw in the trailer so many times lifting the skin up to the sun and the rising out of the sunflowers there's also i am obsessed with the moment where they try and drive the bus away and it passes past a wall and the silhouette of leatherface is standing there I think that is gorgeous. And so I think that this movie uh, visually has a surprising amount of artistry, actually. Um, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, you go on that. You go. No, I, I, there's, it, there is something else too. I'm trying to look in my notes. There's one more thing too that also I was just like, oh, that is, that's a great shot. I will say though, I do think it works for me a little bit better the second viewing, but the first viewing, I thought it, this movie as a whole looks a little bit too clean for a Texas Chainsaw oh. movie. I need gritty. It was better for you the I second need, time? Slightly. I, I, I was more accepting of it, I should say. Hmm. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I wasn't, I didn't love it, but I was like more accepting of it. But yeah, it, I, I was like, this is too, I need, I need grit, I need dirt, I need like grime. Yeah. And this just feels so swift and clean and just, and it's, it's very, it's very, I mean, it's very Fede Alvarez, which I'm not a huge fan of his style. Aesthetic. Evil Dead is like dripping with grime. Sure. sure. I, I just, it's, it's that swift and kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's too clean for me. Like don't breathe is very like swift and clean and just, yeah. it's just, for, but for applied to this, I don't love it, yeah. but yeah, I'm trying to think of what yeah. else. Well, I want to say on that also that I don't really like that it feel I think the location is so cool, this town. Um, And it it just feels so much like a set because there's no texture to it. And like, like you said, like, I want to see the sweat and the snot. Like, I don't know, like there was that pipe that dumped like poop all over uh, a melody. But um, I don't know, like, even after that, like, you don't look at them as they're running away and think, oh, she smells like shit. Like, right. you look at her and it's like, she looks great. Like, that that rain must really be washing, <laughs> washing people. Uh, and even Leatherface, like, something that I like about the other movies is that, like, Leatherface is kind of nasty to look at. Like, you look at him and it's like, he looks stinky. He looks gross. Yeah. He looks perfectly pleasant in this movie. Yeah, and... <sighs> How do we how do we feel about the mask? Because I think that it's a cool mask, but also I do agree with people who are just like, um, how does it stay on his face? <laughs> because we get no stitching. Now, grant you, in the original script, there is mention of that. He he actually there is the stitching part and all that, which which we're missing here. But yeah, how does it just stay on his face? And I, it does 
slightly bother me a bit that he like when they show before he puts the mask on or puts the matriarch's matriarch's face on his face like you see him and he looks younger than what he's supposed to be i actually have quite an issue throughout the entire movie with the characterization of Leatherface in general i just feel like i look at him and i don't know who that is like it just does right. not feel Leatherface to me at all. Yeah. Uh, the mask thing, I have to say, this is the first time I've ever thought about that. But I do think that he looks, the mask and his head, I guess, because we don't uh, particularly see his entire face. But like uh, the mask and his his form look different to me throughout the movie. Yeah. When he like rises out of the water at the end, like it do- it looks like a doll mask to me. And then there are other parts where it looks very like wide and uh, like heavy. And it, it kind of, there's not a lot of consistency for me for who Leatherface is, what he looks like. Um, I do think at the beginning, they hit some marks that I was hoping they would, where he's kind of a sweet boy who is sad that his mom's dead. So he has to take a little, a little sit on yeah. the bed and be sad. Um, the makeup part, while iconic, unnecessary i don't know why he's putting on the makeup i guess just because she said she didn't have a chance to put hers on so maybe it's like a respect thing but the i don't know there there are some things that it was like i'm glad they did that because i was worried they wouldn't see the nuance and then there are other things where i'm like why did they take the time to do that i mean leatherface does wear makeup in other iterations Mm -hmm. i I guess that's an easter egg for that yeah i mean i don't know i mentioning of i want to also mentioned too like when we say mother like that's not obviously his real mother this orphanage thing and in the original script there was a little bit more context to how that happened because that felt like i remember the first time i watched it i was like wait what is (laughs) happening here like what like who is this woman like to an orphanage (laughs) what is like he was a grown-ass man like it's just i mean yeah he obviously was you know mentally stunted a bit but like it's just like what is happening here and yeah that was all cut out i think we need way more context for that tell us what happened well i think it's just more like first of all he was wearing a howdy duty mask when we first meet leatherface in the original (laughs) script um i don't know it's just like it was just more there was more of a family element to the orphanage where it's like he ended up there and like they it were, there were other men there he wasn't the last person there but he was like the baby where she was kind of more like closer to him but i think i don't know it just it just it just felt like it, it made more sense in the original script i it just this felt so just like here we are we're, we're thrown in this and it's like here's Leatherface, and how do we end up here we don't know like yeah. I, I don't know i didn't really like how they just threw us into this yeah I do really like the um Alice Krieg in this movie I love when she's like baby go back to your room like I like that whole thing um but yeah none of that really made sense and I also still don't like the deed stuff like I don't know why it couldn't have just been like she knew that they'd been kicked out but she can't move Leatherface like there are just details that it's like, why this could have for such a simple movie, it could have been simpler. Yeah. It was a little bit simpler in the original script where like the other, the original guy who was Dante was like, he was a different name in the other script, but like it was kind of quicker where, where it, was, it was solved pretty like, Oh, she got, she got sick. She dies. Oh shit. He's been hiding the fact that the deed's been in the, in this 
picture the whole time. This felt a little bit like wonky where it's like, is she? Oh no, it's at the office. Oh no. It's, it's like, it felt kind of like a little bit all over the place, mm-hmm. but I don't know what, what happened there, but yeah, I mean. Well, I have a question for you about Leatherface. When he's first revealed to us, it's kind of a moment, but it's not really a moment. You Up know? the top of the stairs? Yeah. Yeah, that was that that was not a great way to I mean it's a it's a lovely image, like I said, but I mean it's just like it's not a reveal. It's not like Leatherface yeah. arrived. And so you can barely see him, to be honest. It's so cloudy and smoky, like up top. I don't know. I, I didn't love it. Well, then when the chainsaw is revealed, which has been built into the walls. <laughs> Listen, Parker, I wrote my note. It was 49 minutes in before we get him with holding a, a chainsaw. 49 minutes in. The movie is only 83 minutes. Oh, just appalling. Yeah, there are some pacing issues because then it's like, what, an eternity that she's under that bed? Oh, my Lord. But I'm just wondering from this moment where then the chainsaw is like, boom, like on the floor in front of the bed and it's like, like, is Leatherface more important or is the chainsaw more important? It yeah. seems like the chainsaw is more of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on scene to scene. Cause there are some scenes where Leatherface feels more looming and feels more like, Oh shit, there he is. And there are other scenes where it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's debatable, but you know what I mean? And then the leather and then the chainsaw feels a little bit more prominent. Yeah. I don't know. It depends on the scene, I guess. It's, there's a lot more that could have been probably done better, but. Well, why don't we go to some action? Let's talk about some of the kill scenes. Uh, I'm just chaos. I'm like, scrap this. Let's just. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about this ambulance scene. One, it's ridiculous. Like there's so many ridiculous things in this movie. It's ridiculous that Ruth decides that somebody has to go with it. Whatever. It's yes. I hear you listener. It's crazy. Whatever. Accept it. Um, so now that we're past that, because I'm still <laughs> frustrated that I was like, no, just stay. <laughs> just stay. <laughs> You don't need to go. But um, so this sunflower field sequence, it is equal parts like, ooh, like that's good. Like with him, like you see him like chiseling the the face off of her a la the woman in the shower and Evil Dead. Um, and then, you know, there are other moments where I'm like, girl, why are you turning your head so slowly? Just jump out the window. So what do you think of this scene? Like, do you find that it was a thrilling, uh, thrilling sequence leading up to that kill? I think, no, because the kill itself kind of sucks, especially when the, the one prior to that is so oh, creative. How dare, yeah, how dare I jump over? If over that, I mean, he rips the guy's arm pretty much wrists like right off and then he stabs him with it with the boat i mean that's just like oh the boat i mean that that is creative that is pretty damn creative uh yeah. and then like with with her she just gets a little a little jab in the abdomen i'm like well oh. i appreciate that she gets not only stabbed but then it is dragged across her stomach however but i think you- after seeing a certain other movie recently with that happens him scream there's a oh. lot of gutting it's way like that was way more effective and looking at this i was like meh well but- i think the issue is actually when the ambulance crashes into the tractor 
I felt like the the visual effect had like a certain weight to it where it's like, ooh, bad car crash. Like that was cool. Yeah. But then when he stabs her and he drags it, there's really no sense of resistance or like, dude, he's having to like carve through a woman's flesh and like interior anatomy I don't know what's inside of there uh so like there was I didn't really feel like the visceral uh you know I think Scream since we've mentioned it does a really good job at you feel the impact of the stabs and you see the the pain and the camera lingers on the shots this is so so butter this is so quick and it's so like boom 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 that it's like wait what just happened I, I yeah that to me like and that's just the style of the film as a whole which is which is fine it's not my personal style I like more like like you said like you can feel it but mm. yeah it I this whole ambulance scene like it was fine I don't know I think there, there are more there are other things I think that we're going to talk about that are way more interesting to me than this one was but yeah, let's get uh, on to the next piece of action. Uh, mechanic steals the car keys, no sense, whatever. Um, that pissed me off. I was like, who does that? That's not appropriate. Um, what is that incredible line? Oh, I love brunch. That's great. <laughs> There's so many. Like, between the nods to, like, what, what is oh, the, the diesel in the air? Elsie Fisher's mm. like, oh, anyone it has to be a nihilist who puts that much that much diesel into the air, the environment. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, a uh, gentrifuckers is another Gentr- good one. That's that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> is one of my favorites. Okay, so the next main piece of action is, of course, Dante and Melody Melanie are in the house. Dante gets chopped with a chef's knife, which. <laughs> Uh, I actually kind of appreciated the swinging door that you see this happen through. I thought that was a neat effect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I did appreciate how, and I didn't realize it at first, but I just had seen Leatherface from 2017, which is the prequel. Have you ever seen that one before? No, I'm actually uh, shamefully behind on my Texas Chainsaw. That, that was the only one I had never seen before. And it's not, it's by far the weakest of the entire franchise. So it's not, you're not miss, missing much, but there is a nod to, I think to that where Leatherface before he becomes Leatherface gets his face like kind of like cut off, like in that, that same side profile, the bottom mm. half of the face. So perhaps that was a nod to that. I'm, I'm assuming it was because it was pretty spot on to not be that. But yeah, that was pretty cool. It was I mean, hard it, to see. It was hard to see because I think of how dark that setting was. But yeah, once you do kind of get a better look at it, it's it's cool. The effects in this movie are really great. Yeah, I mean, they are really great. I, there's no denying of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and speaking of great uh, effects, when... Uh, Melanie Melody is hiding under the bed and I actually really speaking of how not visceral some other kills were I really felt the nastiness of when he is killing this mechanic slash contractor and uh, you know they have this kind of battle and punch he gets his head like slammed into some glass whatever but then he like sledges him in the face head cheese 
so many times and that one it's like night and day different movies like that was like oh my god that is brutal i felt that yeah that was did he bludgeon someone else as well or is it just him uh the sheriff when he wakes up in the car he gets some sort of like tube like smashed into his i don't really but that was just like a boom boom and he's gone this one was of course like smashing the yes yeah i i felt that i agree that was really like oof and uh Leatherface is kind of very similar to Michael Myers in Halloween Kills in this movie. I mean, he's super, super strong. I mean, even like later on when he's lifting Sally with a chainsaw, like it's like, woof, like what the fuck happened to him? But uh, yeah, I never, I never really imagined Leatherface as like a particularly like magical, um, supernatural neither. Uh, neither. killer. And so like even this next part where Melanie, uh, Melody, oh Jesus, I don't even know when she's like parkouring over the um the railing and you see that Leatherface is in the room down the hall she jumps over she looks up he is now right in front of her there are just moments where it's like that is not I just uh, that's misleading Mm -hmm. uh it's I don't know. I did not appreciate that. And especially in that scene where then he does something to her that flings her off the ground and through the floorboards. And I watched it a couple of times and I just cannot tell what he does to her. Yeah. Yeah. That was hard to see. I, I do. I will say going back to what you were saying a little bit, a little bit ago, I did love the dragging the chainsaw through the floorboard though, mm-hmm. chasing Melody slash Melanie. I, I think that was great. I, I, I yeah. wish they well, I guess, I mean, they gave it away in the trailer, but like, that was probably one of the strong points. I, I think, uh, I think as we get, as we get further and further into it, we're leading up to the main massacre, which I think that's where the bread and butter is, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm wondering before we get to that, like, I feel like the movie so far, uh, you know, at this point, the bus is the next thing that happens, and it's what halfway, three quarters into the movie. Uh, probably about three quarters, but I think it's worth it. The wait. Well, I do as well. But what I'm saying is, I feel like these first bits of the movie, first bits, the first majority of the movie, uh, I just, I just have an issue with the pacing. Like, yeah. this is all stuff that I feel like is the first. 25 minutes of a movie like I don't know like it's the that you keep returning to the same location when you have a whole town that's in like I want to see Leatherface like running through the walls of a a house you know I want to see like something crazy and there's just so much and it keeps it just keeps containing itself and I just felt really claustrophobic with this movie and even the setting itself was very western it felt like a very like old school Western, like it's just like, here's Leatherface on this, on this one street, this one main road where he's like, he owns the street. And yeah, it, it's, it didn't feel particularly threatening, I guess, but so I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I agree that like, it's worth the wait for this bus scene, but at the same time, like, I just feel like the bus scene is what this movie was made for. Yeah. And I just like, I hate feeling like the first was just filler like I don't know I don't I don't think the movie's invested in the characters I don't think the movie's invested really in Leatherface I don't think the movie is invested the mad like uh, okay maybe I hate it I don't know (laughs) 
Okay. So we get to the bus and the bus fucking rules. (laughs) The bus rules. It's like all like cool lighting. And here's the thing though. I, now I I do appreciate how they kind of trickle the blue in for the rest of the movie at this point. It kind of goes into like, it even goes weirdly into the font in the the end credits. Like that's, I'm like, for a Texas chainsaw, like usually it's warm. It's a tones. rave. Yeah. It's warm tones. It's very like, you know, browns and yellows and greens. This is blue. It's like, whoa. Um, but do we like that in this scene? Well, we this like is two thousands well, early, like the ring kind of like the blue filter over everything. Do we like that in this? Well, what works about it to me in the bus scene is that the bus is not part of Leatherface's world. This is part oh. of the 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 youths that have come in to take over. And yeah. so I think it adds to how out of place Leatherface looks in that bus. Like he looks ridiculous. He looks crazy. And uh, so I do think it adds to it. It makes the the blood look interesting. And when all of the hands are slamming against the, the back window is really gorgeous. Um, yeah. I, I think it works here. I also yes. think that there's a lot of stuff that really rules in this scene. Of course, the do anything, you're canceled. Man. Like, boob, yawn, sigh, whatever. But I like, he's live streaming it on Instagram and all the yeah. comments are saying, that doesn't even look real. Where can I yeah. go see this? I liked that. And then when he dies and the camera is shooting up for other phone camera is shooting up from the, the floor up and he's looking up Leatherface like that's cool because it's like yeah. he lost control of the phone and now it's just sitting there in null and these people are just watching this go down and it's like without not being able to do anything about it but yeah this is really well directed the pools of blood are so mm-hmm. interesting in this though just like the streaming out of the the floorboards it's so cool I um I guess it fits for the rest of the movie, although it's not my personal preference, but Leatherface just completely just wipes people in half, like just like with one swipe, it's like boom. It's like the girl, Chainsaw. the one girl who is, <laughs> she's the banker, I think, and she's trying mm-hmm. to escape from out the window and she's halfway out. And he just rips her right in half. And I'm like, Jesus. And the decapitations, yep. there's like how many, there's like what, three decapitations in this movie? Um, there's the bus driver, there's the end stinger, there's, um, who else would give to take? I mean, the, the air quote mom's face, if you count that, um, there's another one too, maybe not. I mean, this scene has him sawing a man into a woman. Oh yeah, that's cool. That, see that see that that's where like this movie was so quick it goes by it's like boom 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 that you kind of miss things it's like too yeah too much at once too visceral but yeah, yeah. I really I, liked that and also when the two main characters are in the bathroom and trying to escape through the light that is a moment where I was like damn like this yeah. movie has so much to work with that it's not using because I felt the like <laughs> like get out oh, like right yeah 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 and yeah. I also want one of those corkscrews <laughs> speaking of corkscrews or not meanwhile <laughs> where's our girl Sally Sally's coming she's, she's on her way her time. <laughs> Fucking time Jesus <laughs> that's another thing is she like she's teased at the beginning takes the whole movie to get there and i think again i think they had a little bit more she was kind of talked about a little bit better in because like she's yeah because in the very beginning it's like oh she was the only survivor and then it's like 
we don't see we see her what with her, her and her pig farm <laughs> yeah very sawyer family of her right like what like what like in, in the original script she was taking care of her cat and just kind of like chilling and then but also like seething at the at the thought of like you know what's Leatherface doing right now very very laurie strode in halloween 2018 but uh yeah. you know what? one thing i will say i really did not like is they put this they include the sound design of her in her car and she has a polaroid picture of franklin and all the whole gang from 1973 yeah, a nice there. touch and, Nice touch, but then they add this stupid laugh track in there where they're like, ha, 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 like, like a memory triggering of like mm-hmm. her thinking about that day. And I'm like, that's not how they were at all. <laughs> that wasn't like, it was the corniest shit ever, but whatever. It's, yeah. it's stupid, but I just, just bugged me. But uh, yeah, let's talk about Sally a little bit more Sally. because I think that she in some way, of course, this movie has, a la Friday the 13th, right after Halloween, this movie has taken the formula and it has mapped it out and it has made a copy. Like as much as I wanted to give it credit because, you know, this is another woman who's experienced trauma and is, you know, 50 years later having to live it out. Um, So who am I to say that she cannot and Lori can, but uh I like there are some things that I like like it said like oh she became a Texas Ranger and she has been looking for this guy for 50 years but she hasn't been able to find it for me that works that works she wants to avenge a death and she's been trying uh I really 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 like some of the emotional moments where she is like say my name say you remember me and then she realizes that he just she's just another another a pig. Yes. Another pig in the slaughter. Say my name. Say you know me. Say you know what you did to my friends. You don't remember me. Yeah. That really works. That really works for me too. Yeah, I think... Uh, some people were like, oh, there's no point to Sally, blah, 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 blah. I think it's that there's no, not that there's no point. They just didn't flesh her out enough where like we felt, not that, not that I thought Lori was like, it wasn't an amazing depiction of Lori in my personal opinion in 2018. However, I think that this, it was way better than this. Like this is just very Mm -hmm. like carbon copy, like you said. And I think we needed a little bit more, I don't know. Like Sally's just like, here I am. Come find me. And I think, but like, I love, I gotta say though, I love her performance in this. I think Mm. she's just, she just goes for it. She doesn't give a fuck. I love, um, Owen, Owen, her name is Owen. Um, well, yeah, I like that Laurie Strode has to be the superhero and this woman insane. She's lost it. She's lost it. She's lost it. She's no match for the face, though, her leather daddy. Uh, she's like, ha, I'm the one who got away. And yeah, I mean, she fights. Homegirl fights, but she's gets lifted up into the air with the chainsaw. And I mean, I, I think the only point, honestly, to, of bringing her back was for her death. I think that was all leading up to that awesome death. It was an, it was a really cool death. But yeah, it's kind of a disservice to Sally, though. A nonsense cool. death. How do you yeah. how do you throw someone like that with a chainsaw? I don't know. And he doesn't doesn't he do it in the bus scene as well with the one kid? 
kind of he like- throws someone earlier yeah but her he lifts her and just she like flies yeah. yeah i'm not sure what the point of her is because i would have liked it if she like if the whole first three quarters of the movie happened faster and then she like found the girls and instead of being like you're locked in my car you're the bait like instead (laughs) of she was like I see myself in you girls like I'm going to be some sort of like sage guide and they like fought him together and like you said Texas Chainsaw movies are not necessarily empowering they're not happy endings they're but To have some sort of like, we're experiencing the same thing, we're going to band together and find strength through that. Yeah. I don't understand why the the whole thing was like, she has become pretty much as much of a psycho as Leatherface. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Remember me now? And it's, I mean, let's be honest, nobody in this movie is particularly likable i mean even our final girl yeah couldn't get to shit shits about her i mean melody melanie like i I wanted all of them to die i I didn't yeah right and i and i'm happy that how we go out like that was a really bold choice i I was really happy about that because like yeah it's like again everyone's just meat and bones and we don't really give a shit um but uh let's talk about elsie fisher aka leela yeah let's talk about the backstory the, the, the trauma as, as jamie lee curse would say the trauma what do we think do we was this necessary do we care um the school shooting thing i think is not thought through not well fleshed out kind of careless so apparently in the original script her name was dreama originally which which who the fuck is dreama but <laughs> It, it no actually, offense to any dreamers out there. Dreamers listening but but like there is actually it actually opens with a school shooting interestingly mm-hmm. that's the very first scene and then it goes into the scene where she's watching the documentary or the tv show on sally and this this whole thing it jumps from that to that so they cut that out completely mm-hmm. and they turn that into basically just like flashbacks throughout the throughout the show i think that's the one shot they had yeah was it one shot right it one flashback of her laying on the ground and also she was going to be in a wheelchair a la franklin Mm -hmm. what do we think about that i think that's an interesting choice because i feel like franklin is a very despised character i i feel bad for franklin oh franklin's little shit uh so i mean i feel like it's interesting to kind of uh i mean of course when you're thinking horror a wheelchair is um an exciting possibility for putting being put into perilous situations um but aside from that i think it's an interesting way to kind of reclaim what was depicted as weakness in a past Mm -hmm. film and again, like none of the none of the characters in this movie have been empowered in any way by the the treatment they're given. And I think that could have been an interesting way to pull it off. Um, again, the school shooting thing, I get that part of the movie is her discomfort with guns and having to overcome her past trauma to confront this new one. Um even though she doesn't kill him with a gun, she does end up shooting him in the movie theater. 
uh, even though she fails the first time at the mechanic shop. But um, no, I do not. I do not like the school shooting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of debate online and on Twitter, of course, where it's like kind of just, you know, as usual, overblowing everything and making it like, well, you know, it's exploitative and this and that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, I think it's a good idea in theory. It's just not drawn out enough where yeah. and I, I don't, we don't care about, like, I don't care about her. No, She's fine. I, I, I'm not mad at her, but I just don't like, there's nobody in here that I care about where it's like, oh, she's been through so much. Like that little brief hint at the scar that she had. It's, it's like, they actually, you know what? They actually kind of reminded me. I'm wondering if they got, they got this idea from Texas Chainsaw 3D because in that, um, Alexander Daddario actually who ends up being connected to this the Sawyer family has a scar from when the first like the very beginning when she was a baby sorry about that when she was a baby right on her collar right, right on her collarbone I'm wondering if that's I'm wondering like you said I think a lot of this stuff was almost like watching the whole franchise and taking notes of like oh I like that oh I like this but like that and then almost kind of making that into a movie as opposed to actually having a real story and going into it like you know what I'm saying like but yeah I mean I think that I mean school shootings are definitely things that have real trauma around them they're very real they're very much a crisis in our country and you know people obviously have very strong and real feelings around school shootings. I do not think that that means you cannot have a school shooting in a film uh, or in any form of art to say something. Um, But yeah, what the issue is, is that they use it as a device and not actually as something that they like are interested in talking about. Right. Right. Um, And so I think that it is careless and I don't want to say disrespectful because I mean, I don't think this movie really has that weight to, yeah to do that. But like at the same time, like if you're going to do it, like why would you be careless in this way about it? Um, I don't know. It's just interesting that uh, I'm clearly liking this movie less and less the more I talked about, I, mean, about it. I think also I've watched it twice, both times by myself. So also opinions change when you talk about them out loud and uh yeah so i think you're witnessing in real time um a uh, meltdown (laughs) (laughs) and then she lives after that being thrown by the chainsaw so that she can shoot him a couple more times not for long I mean, still crazy. What do you think of this theater sequence where they're finally going into a new location uh, and they have little brawls? Yeah, she goes into the movie theater. I, I can, it can barely make it out. It's so quick and so jarring. I can barely make it out. Um, you know what? Kind of went on a little bit too long for me. Yeah, I think I, anything I underwater is terrifying. I will yeah, say that. Yes, yes that's true. Um, but uh, like when he slides the chainsaw across the floor, it could have been cool but you yes. don't see what happens and she Can't gets really back see. up afterwards. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. This went on too long for me. I mean, it's, I, I mean, there's some, like some Ash versus evil dead kind of shit here with melody slash Melanie, where she has a chainsaw. She's like, ah, you know, going after him. And like, I mean, it's like, I honestly, the most interesting part of this to me was looking at Leatherface himself. <laughs> I think he has a really interesting straggly look here where it was kind of almost for the first time, actually, 
a little bit, not, I don't want to say scary, but a little bit like kind of like, oh, like it, it felt threatening mm. where like, I don't know. I, I just, everything else I was like, just get through. Like, I'm kind of almost waiting just to get through to the end because I know mm. what happened at the end. But uh, yeah, it's, it's meh. We build a false sense of security, obviously. And it's like, oh, they made it out. And, you know. Oh yay. my God. And like, I, I have always since day one been like, I'm not going to get mad at characters behaving uh, nonsensically in horror movies because it's just not that big a deal. And, you know, I don't know how I would act in that type of situation, but I can tell you one thing I would not be doing and it would not be just moseying out to my Tesla, getting in, having a nice conversation, driving about five miles an hour. That is not what I would be doing. My ass would be hitting the pedal, going freaking 80 miles. There's no, there's no one on the road. There's nobody there. I know. And to that, something we skipped earlier, I would not have tried to hit him with my car when I had a clear escape. That drove me nuts, but whatever. That's the past. That's the past. Uh, Yeah. This scene is incredible, but also like only could have happened in a movie because that's not how people behave. But of course, the sisters are all, woo, let's go home. We've made it out. And I love my family. Mid-sentence. Mid-sentence, which I love. She gets ripped out of that window. And uh, I love that Elsie Fisher can't stop the Tesla because it's on autopilot. So she's just slowly being driven away out of the sunroof as she watches Leatherface holding her sister by the hair and saws her off at the neck. How good is that? Oh, just absolutely brilliant. I, and that goes back to the whole point, I think, is that like through and through of of this movie, no matter how you feel about it, there is that sense of nihilism that the original had and that we don't really have too much of it since maybe with the exception of the remake the remake was pretty nihilistic too but like this jessica yes jessica beale um but yeah the rest just are kind of more on the campier side more like the black comedy side whatever and this just felt a little bit more i was like oh that's that's kind of nasty and i i love that and uh and i had kind of checked out and was like not paying like super attention and then when that happened it was like like like, oh Oh, i'm watching yeah Yeah, I'm, i'm back right exactly and uh yeah, Curly Q. Goodbye. Goodbye, Curly Q Melody. And yeah. then we have our raver credits. And wait, then- wait, 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 hold on. Why is there a synth score in a TCM movie? I mean, no, listen, it's, you, it's you, shocking. It, it's, it's, that's almost more shocking than what just happened, what we just witnessed. I'm like a synth score in a Texas Chainsaw movie? I synth mean, music and- plus the letters like pulsing and like plus like the that whole like that like metal like that sound of like inserted here Parker. Sound of like the Texas Chainsaw. I said it was in her style. It's so bizarre. It's such a weird choice. And then the, the blue font. It's like party mode. Like it, yeah. Um, I, now gonna, you okay. want something criminal. What's criminal? Not only do I have to watch your uh, like cool, um, I don't know stylistic, uh, fancy credits. Not only do I have to watch that. 
I have to watch the normal credits that scroll. Like, if you're going to give me a post-credits scene, put it after the cool credits. Don't make me watch, like, Girl. six minutes. of. I was pissed. Because... I uh, I don't know why I didn't fast forward because it's on Netflix, but I was just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're going to make me sit through this. But I got to say it was kind of a cool touch with the post credit scene. I mean, he's Bubba's back. Bubba's back to the old farmhouse, assumedly, right? Yeah, it looked the same. They, there's not yeah. quite the same. Like, you know, I remember in the first one, there being a lot of like junk everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, but um. We're obviously getting a sequel, I imagine. <laughs> you think? That's a, that is a pure setup for a sequel. Well, yeah. yes, but I guess, didn't they say it was like super well watched? Yeah, yeah, it was. And also, the, the, the thing is though, here's another another point off the movie. Like, he's so capable. Like, Leatherface was, how far is he away from the house? Why didn't he just fucking yeah. go back to the house? That Because of the mother or the matriarch, I guess? Is that Yeah, maybe his family was dead. I mean, I, I guess, but I, yeah, I, I guess I guess he stayed there because of his his old bitty, his old mama, <laughs> I guess. But, um, I do want to mention a couple things from the original script. Just so I, I didn't, I admittedly did not finish it because I didn't have time. But there are more references to the original. There's actually an armadillo who dies <gasps> in the oh. road. I know it broke my heart. Like just like in the original, how it's just sitting in the yeah, make, makes me sad. And also, interestingly, Leatherface is eating human meat in that one. Mm. And there's no mention of meat in this movie. It's so, yeah. you know, it yeah. completely gets like just tossed out the window. And I think. Well, I mean, I would assume at the orphanage, he doesn't have much of, of uh, a business going. True, true. But it's like. I don't know. I, I I would have loved to have seen a shot of him just gnawing on some some bitches like. Or Alice Krieg is having to like Little Shop of Horror style like kill people and feed him to him. And I, I, that's what it was kind of alluded to in this original script as well. She was kind of like you know like she's kind of almost encouraging him to kill. Mm. There's a lot more of that going on. So yeah, man, we I think this could have been a much better movie than what we dumped yeah. it down to be, but. And I like mean, you said, like, it doesn't have to be, like, some big, like, essay manifesto. No. Yeah. But it could have been, it, it, the movie that we have is nasty visually, but yeah. I wish it had been nastier um, in the story itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just a just a story at all there's barely, I mean, there's barely yeah. a story let's be honest let's be honest i mean this movie reminded me a lot of those uh late mid to late thousands movies I, like black yeah. christmas remake halloween yeah. um mm -hmm. and like i those movies have all of them have really grim nasty things i mean black christmas is my favorite of those and like it's got like the the mom like the the weird incest stuff where then he like cuts up her skin into cookies like like where's that type of yeah of nastiness here yeah, yeah you know I mean well, I don't I know if it's people are so down on like well, you you can't make movies like that anymore because you whatever but like yeah. I don't know give me something again, nasty 
but then again i will say i think the very last minutes are nasty i think that like yes. to yeah. rip that main character literally out of the frame and just be like okay well she's dead too like i i don't know and, and him holding her up like yeah i fucking got you bitch like i think like that's it's there it's just yeah. maybe yeah. not as thorough through the rest of the film perhaps sweet leather baby leather leather daddy Oof. no he's leather baby <laughs> not in this he's pretty I, he's pretty mean and kind of yeah i want more of the baby you know the more the bit yeah i know I, I like bubba I, I i miss more bubba than i do leather daddy but that's okay all right, I'm done talking about this movie. So uh, I want to know, Julianne, from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, what is your most memorable murder? I think I'm going Sally. What? I'm sure. I think I'm going Sally because I think that sequence of him lifting her up in the air, I think was pretty cool. I, I think that was the only reason why she was worth a damn bringing back, even though I, 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 I not saying that I would want more from, from her. I, I'm not criticizing. I want more from Sally. I, I'm actually think it's a little bit insulting that they didn't do enough with her, but I think to have it lead up to that iconic death, I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty badass. How about you? Uh, I'm definitely going to do the man getting chainsawed into the lady on the bus. That was, <laughs> That's another one. Yeah. That was yeah. so good. And the guy who's getting chainsawed is so overplaying it. He's like, blah, 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 blah. like he's like doing something crazy. Shake I it. love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a few. There, I mean, even uh even the last, the very last mm-hmm. scene. I mean, that's that's a decapitation. I mean, the the bone, the guy getting stabbed with his own fucking bone. I mean, that there's there's some good shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. It gets buried in, in the rest of the movie. But yeah, there's yeah. good stuff. Uh, on a scary scale, one to five, how would you rate Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Um, I mean, two, two and a half, maybe, based on just like Leatherface's looming presence. Uh, I think it would be a lot more effective if he actually moved slower and more methodically, more just kind of like not. He's a track star. So he's, he, yeah, it's ridiculous. And I, I mean, again, he's only supposed to be what in his sixties, which is not that old, but it's also like not. No, he's no spring chicken, and yet they're having him like he's like a fucking zombie from uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. <laughs> like he's yeah. just turning through. But um, yeah, I mean, I think his his face when you actually get a good look at it, it's like ooh, that's kind of that's kind of gross so, yeah i mean it's it's that he is slow but when he gets you he's just such a like strong big thing that you just can't get him yeah yeah i don't i don't love he yeah 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 he seems very small yeah i'm a i'm with you two and two two and a half i think there are some thrilling scenes i think that you have to give credit to gore like gore is nasty and some people can't handle it and i think that if you're somebody who can't handle gore you probably can't handle this movie sure um it's no joke in this movie um i feel like we've gotten this is not a this movie was made without netflix and then purchased by netflix um so it's not a netflix movie but i feel like a lot of the netflix like slashers that we've had sometimes have a lot of the same vibe as this movie but without that goriness and without some of the bite and those are the ones that really suffer and so at least this one we got kind of a shitty movie but with those those things yeah for sure 
Would you give Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 a smash or a slash? I've been dreading this question. Hmm. You know what? I'm giving it, I'm going to give it a very, very unenthusiastic smash because I think that it did, it hit marks I wanted it to hit. It definitely didn't hit marks I did not want it to hit. But like, I, I had, I had fun watching it. I would totally throw this on again if I was doing a TCM marathon. This is not by any means the weakest of the franchise. They're, I mean, they're all kind of, they're all kind of media, most of them are pretty mediocre. So this just fits right in. I, I'm not mad at it. I'd watch it again. Yeah, it's a smash. It's, it's a mild smash. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm right next to you. Like, I'm not getting skewered with a chainsaw smash like Sally did. Like, that is a smash. Um, I'm okay, not like that. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Heathers. No, I am not on I'm not on fuck me gently with a chainsaw levels at all. Um I, I the thing is, is I just really, really feel and I know this is so unfair to say, but I just really feel if this was a movie with original characters um, and none of that stuff tied to it, I feel like people would be having a good time and just like, did y'all see that silly thing that came out on Netflix? Check it out. Um, And so for that, I give it a smash. Um, But I mean, I'm right there with them where as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, I just thought that, in 2022 the attention to detail would have been would have been higher yeah Um, i mean i I will say this and this is something actually i actually was planning on writing about but like i think that for me slasher movies can be all over the place in terms of quality they can be bare bones they can be middling they can kind of be more of like with a little bit more depth and heart to them and i love them all so i'm not terribly picky yeah i I think we we need to kind of just chill a little bit and like expect you know a lot of these movies you watch in the 80s like they were also not great with the writing they also were not good characters and they were also not memorable but we still love them so let's let's just you know calm down take a chill pill yeah yeah i agree i agree and if everybody like, I don't know, just be encouraging. Like yeah. somebody made a movie and they're gonna make another one. If you want it to be better, like don't be an asshole. Like, <laughs> you can give feedback without being a horrible person. And if you do it that way, you know what? They might listen and they might make something better next time. Um, so, but if you're being a hater, you know, that's when you get tuned out. So, mm. I'm telling you, watch Scream. You see what happens to those people. Yeah, I'm really excited now that it's streaming to check it out again. I know. All right, Julianne. Well, this is our second episode of season four. And so right now we have discussed Scream 5 and that rests as everyone's favorite scary movie because it's the only one we've ever seen. So what would you say? Scream 5 v TCM 2022. What's your favorite scary movie? Let me just say, these are two of my favorite franchises and by a mile, Scream scream baby scream all the way into me yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah i'm right there with you scream five uh was a gift and a treat and that is the kind of treatment i think we desire out of things 
And so, you know, being on such a high, it's hard to come down. Um, And you know what? I'm looking forward to more slashers this year. Halloween ends. As much as I don't like Halloween kills, Halloween ends. Bring it on, baby. Hellraiser, when's that coming out? I want to see it. Mm. There's a, we mentioned X. It's coming out Mm -hmm. in two weeks. And then there's another A24 slasher called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I have not heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they're... What else? What else we got? Other things I'm blanking on at the moment, but. Uh, yeah, I feel like there are things. Season two of Child's Play, which I did not actually yeah. watch season one. Oh, that, that you'll like Worth that it? one. Okay. You'll like it. Yeah. Yeah, fun. Well, I'm sure there will be lots of stuff to enjoy. And uh, you know what, listener, we will do some of it. Uh, as you saw, we were not quite on the ball with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but we are just still getting ourselves figured out for this current season. So we'll be into a groove before you know it. We have some fun ideas that we're going to try out. So stay tuned. Check us out on social media so you know when we're coming back. You can follow us at Scary Movie Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and you'll get all the details um make sure you leave us a rating and a review on apple podcasts or spotify i would love that um and that's a quick way to get us excited to do more podcasting so make sure you do it and julianne since people are just craving to see more from you where can they find you online you can find me and my meat on (laughs) Twitter and Instagram at the Jewel Marie. Mm. And you can find me. I can't say I'm posting much meat, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Parker Del Rey. And uh, I would love to see you there. So uh, goodbye. Buzz, buzz. Buzz.